Welcome this cold January afternoon. We're sitting here having tea with Lisa McEwen of Hot Cakes right here in Charlottesville, Virginia. It is a gorgeous afternoon, particularly sitting inside here in your adorable little cottage that I've driven by so often and I haven't had the opportunity to poke my nose into. It's so cute in here and it it is so you, Karen. Thank you, Lisa. I'm, I'm super grateful that you would come out and share this day, even if it is 12 degrees outside, but we're warming up with a little tea that's from Loire Valley. I can't even say it. Lisa, you can say it. It's a beautiful rose tea. Um, It is the Fief Vendine Collection tea, and it's beautiful in your charming little scalloped white cups. Uh, I don't think I could compete with the way Lisa's food is decorated. Go in her store, you just want to eat everything in the case, and it always becomes a problem to make choice. But we have to sometimes because it's so beautiful. We can't eat everything. Um, but I come. I definitely frequent her place in Charlottesville. But she also is here because she does a lot of weddings, and we're here today to talk about the most important things that when a bride consults with Lisa, um, that she kind of guides them through and and becomes a a really good. Uh, person to mentor them and help them through the complexity of hiring a really good coordinator and experiencing that aha factor and wow factor of eating scrumptious food on your perfect day. Um, But I think it's really important that the brides understand who we're talking to because she is the fabric of one of the longest standing caterers in Charlottesville. And, um, if you have the chance to, to consult with her, you know, you wouldn't be going wrong. So, um, Lisa, why don't you, because I won't do it justice because I don't know everything, um, and you can tell us what brought you here to Charlottesville, um, how you ended up here, why you, you know, stayed for so many years and you've grown. I mean, you, if, you're, if you're not even going to, you know, have a wedding. You just stop into her cafe and Barracks Road Shopping Center right there in Charlottesville, and you'll understand why she's been here for so long and in the fabric of Charlottesville. Um, and so uh, I just want you to tell the world okay. who you are. Okay, world. Um, it, it, it was sort of a meandering path for me to get to where I am today. I didn't go there with a plan and a vision. Um, But so I came to Charlottesville for the University of Virginia and I came as a third year student and I walked into this town really not knowing anyone, but this town made me feel good right as soon as I got here. My, like a seminal memory of Charlottesville is walking down the sidewalk and the person coming the other way looked me in the eye, smiled at me, And I just felt at home and cozy here. So without the plan of staying, I have stayed. And I'm very happy to be here. Um, I like Charlottesville because it is a town that has a sense of itself. Um, I've had employees and known people who've been here for generations. And that's a big attraction for me. I grew up as a military kid. um, And transience was the norm. And I love this town. And it's... It's, it's here, and I love being here with people who are going to stay here or people who will come back. 
um, in the food business, which, you know, again, as I say, I got into it sideways, but food is such a personal thing and it's helped me develop relationships with my customers, my clients, and that is lovely. And sometimes the food is for their party or their wedding, these wonderful, happy things. And then you need food on other times and occasions as well. And none of them are, not all of them are so happy. So, you know, bereavement food comes into it. And it, I love just knowing that I'm all the, the personal relation. Yeah. That's it's, something that as a caterer and a florist we share. Yeah, exactly. Have, I say all phases of, of, of life, you know, a baby born, a death, the sympathy, but in the sympathy, there's beauty and it's the beauty of everybody coming together that we're able to be a part of, sort of the fabric of our community. Yeah, and I love being able to give the comfort with the food or the flowers to carry people through their occasions of life. Um, and it, I think it's that same kind of personalness that, personalness that has made, I think that's one of my guiding principles as a caterer. Um, I'm not going to give you you know, three standardized menus to choose from. I want to learn more about who you are, what's going to make you happy and how we can get there together. So if I was a bride and I walked in or called or emailed you, uh uh, what would be, how would you start our conversation off if I had a, let's say a, a 150 person wedding? One of the questions I might ask you is, are you the kind of person who's been thinking and dreaming of your wedding since you were 12 years old? And if so, what are the visions that you're carrying with you that you hope to achieve? Um, And if you haven't been doing that, and this is, you know, all of a sudden you're planning a wedding, and a wedding is a big project to engage upon when you're 24 or 28 or 32, um, what is most important to you? You know, what are the parameters? You know, do you want to create, you know, do you have a particular feel that you want to create and share with your guests? Or, you know, are you bound by um, other kinds of constraints where you're giving a wedding for your friends and here are the resources that you feel comfortable putting into it? And I want people to feel comfortable sharing that information Um, Because the more I understand who you are, the better help I can give you. And I want to know that you are as happy two weeks after the wedding as you were two weeks before the wedding. And if I were to, um, like I noticed in my business of uh, owning a flower design studio and doing weddings, uh, we find now that people aren't, we're not together as a community, you know, as a family anymore. People are, I did a wedding that the woman's job was in Saudi Arabia and I met her the day of the wedding. Um, so we handled everything via Skype and email. And <clears throat> it's difficult sometimes to get together. And, and when the family does, it's almost like a family reunion, which I think Charlottesville hosts really well for things to do and places to stay and um, the the natural beauty that surrounds us, which we're all really fortunate to have. One of the main reasons they come here. Right. And then they meet all of us as, as artisans and characters that are out here in Charlottesville, living in and amongst these these Blue Ridge foothills. Um, and so I, I 
I realize now that life is so complicated and they're coming from all over the world to get together on this one shot, you know? And it is. It's a you no know, dress rehearsal, baby. This is the real deal. You know, <laughs> we got to get it all right. And we all play in a sandbox and a tight schedule together, which is like why we like all the professionals that we like in Charlottesville, because I can just fall in with, you know, as I have in the past with you guys, hotcakes. And it's it's seamless. You know, it happens. Just it's a like lot of a, fun when you're on a team with people that, you know, you have the same goal. And uh, these are people who are going to pull their weight and look out for you and, you uh, really help create a wonderful experience yeah. all the way through. Yeah. And it's easy to layer so that when it all comes together, it is that sort of, as I was spoke, uh, I've spoken in the past about a symphony of sorts that comes together like an orchestra where the woodwinds come in and the work and the brass and the drums. And, and so some of your these... ideas that float around your head, I know have driven me as I've, when we've been working on something like, oh, she wants to do that. That's crazy. But it sounds like so much fun. <laughs> Well, I still want to do that with you. One of the ideas is that I want to have an edible arrangement on the table. Not like edible arrangements, edible arrangements, but like a beautiful salad that's in the, uh, yeah. Well, I, something I, I know, I know. A hydroponically grown with flowers you eat. And breadstick reeds. And, and yeah, and you can have all of these things done and then you actually have your guests with the homemade farm-to-table dressings, which she does, go on to the salad, and it's all down the table, so it's part of the decor, but then it's removed and it's not wasted. So, um, but those are crazy ideas that we've talked about off this. <laughs> but we do more traditional <laughs> things as well. <laughs> I haven't but, done that but, yet, but you never know. But, but, but she is beautiful. And that kind of sharing really... It helps keep you going, I think. Oh, and uh, yeah. it's you nice to get that energy from the outside. And uh, yeah. some, somebody else is looking in your window and helping you create. I love that. Yeah, we, we bounce back and forth some fun ideas. But the other thing that I think my point was that we all come from all over the world. And this is this one shot that we get to come together. And what I've seen lately is that people are splitting the money too. It might be the grandparents are paying some, the groom is paying some, and they are themselves paying some, the, the bride-to-be or the husband, you know, the groom. They're all pitching in or it's broken into three or four ways. And so it is kind of a way where you have to come in together or come in knowing how you want to tackle this. And, you know, if it's something that we've all talked about, is it the 150 people that you want or is it the really, you know... Um, quality uh preciseness of the food and the and the and the flowers and the vision that you want to capture and um you know it's a balancing act of where sometimes you might have to cut a little here a little right, there right but if you're really open and honest with your vendors we're here to make it come together as best we can without you know with the quality and the level of i know and all the floors that i've talked with here in charlottesville and deal with we all use really quality products and um i know she does uh, organic was way ahead of the, the team you know the uh, a lot of the food movement here so i also noticed with yours it's like you've um been really good with um for enough for my table but it's the other well, I'm free and yeah and the, the different other kinds of movements that are out there that are vegan and you've done that 
for a long time. People have really changed what they they expect, what works for them at a wedding. And with regard to food, the way that has changed is... um, It's been a long time since I've done a dinner party where everybody at the dinner party ate the same thing. Um, I'm jealous for you that you can have uh, six varieties of flowers that go on every table. Um, But that makes a fun, interesting challenge. But one of the regular questions that comes into play is... Can you do a vegan or vegetarian? What do you like? What, What issues are there? You know... This is your family. These are your friends. And so those personal questions come up. And it it makes it a bit of a puzzle sometimes. But um, it's a puzzle that I am happiest um, finishing when... um, So I started as a baker. And um, there are things that I really like to make. And so baking... Dessert is to me a certain thing. And um, I like to flow with the inherent characteristics of the foods that I'm using. And so if it's going to be gluten-free, I'm more comfortable doing that um, with naturally, you know, normal gluten, the recipes that I know that were intended to be gluten-free and give you the most successful result. Um, So I just sent out a menu the other day. The brother of the bride has, oh my goodness, many things that he can't eat. So we have to feed vegetarians, and I know that he's gluten-free. So instead of doing pasta, I'm going to do a rice dish. Rice is naturally, you know, it doesn't have any protein gluten in it. But it's going to be a rice dish with all the yummy vegetables and things in it to make it a nice, solid, delicious option for the vegetarians there who might eat pasta otherwise. Um, So finding answers that just suit people's needs and get you there in the most delicious and natural way that might be possible. And sometimes that's really realistically sitting down and saying, how many are we going to feed and what level of, um, you know, there's full plated or there's buffet. I mean, what are the differences? You always hear like, oh, well, um, home style is one thing people do, um, which is the plates, I think. Oh, like family style. Yes. Family style. Yeah. The first family style experience I had, I was a guest at a wedding and one of the most memorable weddings I've been to. That said, um, there was a fish entree and that was the entree. And, you know, there were other courses, but uh, it was interesting that way. I think one of the keys why they had it that way is they were Italian and food was primary to them. But um, you eat and you enjoy and... um, a little bit less of the emphasis on, well, I don't eat that and I don't eat that and I don't care for that. And if you don't eat it, you know, you just wouldn't have taken it off the plate. But nevertheless, there was that essential sharing of that meal that was fabulous, even though it was in less than ideal conditions. It was a outrageously rainy night. They didn't have a tent. They had gotten plastic sheeting from Lowe's and put that over our heads to keep the rain off us. And at one point, the plastic sheeting was sagging under the weight of a whole bunch of water and somebody had to go there with a big stick to lift it up, (laughs) get off the pooling water. Um, But it was a wonderful event. And that's funny you bring that up. I tell brides all the time because they want to, I think we, we have this vision that it has to obviously, you know, they want everything to go perfect. But I try to remind brides, enjoy the ride. And the ride, I had a wedding crasher at my wedding. So it was hysterical. 
Um, he got thrown out three times, but he kept coming back in. It must have been a good party that he kept wanting to come back. <laughs> and free booze. So <laughs> I kept looking at this guy going, who is this person? And my guy friends kept escorting him out gently down the stairs and out. Boink, and they would be like, oh, my God, there he is again. And he popped up. It was like Waldo all night long trying to find Waldo. Um, but... I tell the brides over and over again, something probably, you hope for the best, will go wrong. It may rain, but then I always tell them the lighting is better when it rains. Sure. You look fantastic with cloudy rain. Saturated colors. Yeah. So there's always something better, you know what I mean, that comes out of it. You know, whether it's your photographs or a memorable moment that like um, well I had one bride who was great because she just saw this downpour and went and bought the most adorable galoshes in all different colors and put them on her bridesmaids to go out and clump through you know the grass to get to her site where her arbor was but it was she had the best attitude and she led her ducks who let the water her little ducklings follow her out there but they were in a good mood uh-huh. and they had the cutest rain you know gear and i think it's the attitude coming at it from that perspective i think you're right being able to roll with what happens and not get too you know disappointed this isn't exactly the way i planned it don't have it too tightly scripted you can't write it and sometimes if it is too tightly scripted it's more like a corporate event yeah and and then it's almost too vanilla right and even when, that's an extract you probably use a lot but sometimes you don't want sure but i think that comes back to you know the a wedding doesn't have to be the tightly scripted Broadway show. It is first and foremost a family event, right. which brings in personalities and let those things, you and know. And their eating requirements. And sometimes those cost more to add in, but it's worth it if you are, you know, if it's really well done with good quality ingredients and you take care of the people you care about and you're breaking bread. And sharing a moment that's, like I said, it's the symphony we're all waiting for. It's that aha moment where you pack up when you get older, the memory of that. So that's the scent, the smell, the taste, the vision of the flowers, the lighting, which often people forget. Don't forget your lighting. It's very important. Um, And that doesn't mean hanging tons of lights everywhere or a huge chandelier. It can just be a lot of fire, you know, a lot of photos and candles and stuff. You've got a good overview on all of this, Karen. I mean, you're the florist, but your head is peeking out in all other directions. That's because we both have vision. You're you're both artists. See, when you're an artist, just because you work in her plates when she plates stuff, it's so beautiful. And it's decorated on everything. So, you know, every, you know, we're artists. It's just different mediums. So that's it. You know, it's not a, it's whatever you, you, you're, you're, you know, I see paint, my, my flowers are kind of my paint because I come from more of a, like a fine arts background. So, um, you know, we all transition and like you said, you came at it sideways. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that, that helps me bring in things. I mean, I, I, I figured I was going to do something much more straight ahead. Um, environmental law, really. Um, but wow. yeah, no, it's a it's that. a departure. But um, but, you know, the reason I know that I'm so happy doing what I'm doing now rather than what I thought I was going to do is I have realized about myself that I enjoy immediate gratification. And food and events 
give you a lot of that. And uh, legislating um, fishing treaties doesn't give you a whole lot of immediate gratification. I am right there with you. I was a paralegal. I was a litigation paralegal on my way to go to law school because, you know, I had to do something serious. And I come from a family of lawyers and doctors. So naturally, <clears throat> that's going to be what I'm going to go towards, right? And uh, not. It's like putting a square peg in a round hole. And I just kept popping out because I'm working on this huge antitrust case that I'm never going to see. But, it, but you, what you do bring with you that I think is really valuable is just a native intelligence and, an, you know, having both the creative head and the analytical ability to um, try and give some, you know, put the whole package Maybe together in a smart way. Maybe that's where our legal minds come in, because I think, too, it helps. Like, I plan for the worst and hope for the best, but I'm looking at every possibility. Oh, yeah. We, I mean, we have to, if it's going to be an outdoor wedding, we have to start talking about what if, you know, right from the talk, because here my superstition does come in. The more we talk about it, maybe the less likely event that it will actually, you know, you might have the downside of the weather. But think about it, first of all, so that, you know, you have a backup plan. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that you have to broach probably right off at the beginning with your bride is if this doesn't happen under the tent, we're moving inside to our reception place. And, and then think about your guests a little bit in there. You might be all full of the romance of the day and want to be out there in the wet meadow, but uh, some of your guests have on new satin shoes and maybe they don't want to be out in the wet meadow. And we got to move inside. And where's the prep kitchen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think about all of those things. It's not... That's the back end that you you know you have to think about. You might come up with, I want to do it down by the pond over the bridge and da, 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 da. but everything has to get down by the pond over the footbridge and down. And we've been down there, but there is nothing like running water to make me happy. <laughs> Paling out of the pond is just not a try. <laughs> but uh, make sure that bride has bought an extra set of boots if I'm going to do it. <laughs> Two flint rocks. Wanting to start up a fire so that you could have the burners where, <laughs> as opposed to plugging in with a generator or something. It's just hard to get everything. I mean, I've literally had a wedding once that was so far out that it was quite, I don't think that the caterer was very happy that day. It, it, it makes it challenging, but you know. But if, that, if that's what's going to... Float your boat, boy. Exactly. And, and we will go there with you. But let's try and make every decision something that's going to work in those conditions and so that's, a, that's a question i will ask early on where is this going to be and let's it's plan foods that are going to work in that location yeah because i don't want to do something that really wants me to be in a fully equipped kitchen and try and do that job out there in the tent in the field or it with happen. the hurricane coming through it can happen but that means sometimes you have to bring all those generators and everything yeah and all yeah, exactly is- yeah so the, the, it can be there but there's going to be some extra pieces so, to make it go so this is why when think people see things and where they have an idea in their head but they haven't thought about the back line right is certain things that you besides what maybe if it's vegan versus and that that's where i will come down on you know 20 years ago it was Martha Stewart and now it is Pinterest those Pinterest pictures very seldom come with price tags and so anything is possible but what's it worth to you how much do you really want that and you know what is your big picture and how many um, how many of the boxes do you need to check right 
Meaning, do you want a pasta dish, a fish, a beef, or, you know, how deep is your menu? Because you can start, you know, it's just so extensive. Yeah, yeah. Um, the cocktail, are you serving? I mean, your little ta- little tasty treats are adorable and lovely little nuggets, but some of them are like little pieces of art. So, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, when you're planning, sometimes your eyes can get very big and you want to do it all. And you um, taste it all. It tastes so good. You want it all. But we also want to keep, you know, we don't want anything, any of your wonderful decisions, any of the things that you're spending, your, we don't want them to get lost in the mire of everything that is there. So having a, con, a picture that turns out to be consistent. How are we doing on time? Expectations of what you're thinking about price. I would. Don't worry about it. Just keep talking. Well, no, I don't know how to get <laughs> What am I supposed to say? Well, no, I was trying to sort of like loop it back to when the guys are talking to you. I was trying to get yeah. back. Okay. All right. So how, how to, how to how start was, start them? What, 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 we, what we want them to saying, ask us about? What we well, want to ask them about? you got to think about location and how right. that affects the price. Size affects the price. I'm trying to gotcha. gotcha. We guide them into knowing gotcha. some of the things that they think about besides just going in there wanting the moon. So it is true that, um, you know, there are a lot of images out there these days that capture bride's attention. And, you know, bring those images to us. Show us, you know, this fabulous um, thing you've seen laid down the farm table and how gorgeous it was. And let's look at that. And, you know, what is it about that that most captures you? So let's try and talk about what you've seen that appeals to you and what is it? What's the essence of that thing that you want to put into your package? And um, so, you know, in this locate, is this location the most important thing to you? Is the number of guests that you're going to have the most important thing to you? Um, do you want to do it at brunch time rather than at dinner time? Timing wise, you know, how long are the your friends going to be your guests? How long are you going to host them? Do you want a cocktail hors d'oeuvre before? The thing I was talking about, the depth of your menu. Right, right. How many people are going to have special requirements? So that might drive the cost of how many different kinds of menu items you're going to offer. There, there, and all of those yeah, affect there are some the overall costs. Exactly. So I think... Of um, a wedding, of a, it, of a cater, hiring It's a hard to get your hands around before you've been able to right. uh, talk to anybody and get somebody to give you some hard numbers. And I think it is more comparable to building a house exactly. than many other things that you can think about. So just as you building a house, you can buy the house in the subdivision that is pre-built and you know what you're going into. You can get an architect to design a house for you, but you need that you need to tell the architect what living accommodations you need. And so in the same way, when I'm talking to a bride, I want to hear from her, um, what are my main goals? Where's it gonna be? What time is it gonna be? How many people do I need to have be there? And then, you know, what do I really want to be there? One of the things we always ask for our brides is to bring those Pinterest, you know, please give us your board or your, uh, link to your private boards or 
even if you don't do Pinterest and you're old school and you're just ripping out stuff or doing a scrapbook, I mean, or a file or a wedding book, that's fine too. Anything that you're drawn to over and over, whether it's flowers, whether it's food on the farm table or or a buffet such situation where they see a pea, you know, then they can bring that in and what your job and my job, you know, similarly, because we're both different uh, Obviously, I think food is much more personal than possibly flowers in the sense that there's... Oh, you've got to start developing that love of individual blossoms from your brides. And that, that this is... <laughs> Arunculus is my go-to for the rest of my life. Except, except I think when I say that, I mean, like, if you eat something, it could cause, like... <laughs> <laughs> well, the flowers, for a sensitive person, the lilies Lily. on the table could be the same. Exactly. It gives them an extreme headache, which I do have, and they're allergic to certain things. People can't touch flowers. I mean, we have to wrap some people's hmm. stuff where they absolutely can't touch it. So, hmm. I mean, it does affect it. But I think, I don't know, from my experience, when I go out to dinner with a group of people, people are really really tough on their menu decisions and what they want and you remember the movie when harry met sally and i'd like my on oh, the yes. side i mean you know we don't have the flowers on the side but uh, yeah but, and that's but sometimes what, we get shuffled but that is a great <laughs> approach with food because at your wedding you have your friends from college who've been living in manhattan or san francisco or someplace like that so they're all hip on food but then you have uh the aunt and uncle from iowa where they don't want the potatoes touching the vegetable and it's i like uh making food amenable to that and one of my favorite approaches to do it is okay we're going to have these two or three proteins and we're going to have these sauces and salsas on the side and um if somebody's afraid of cilantro they don't have to eat the green sauce um but you can mix it up and do it your way and frankly that is one way reason that i often think a buffet style meal is a good answer for a lot of people because the food choices can be wide and varied and I can take what I like and I don't have to have any of the stuff that scares me. (laughs) I'm going to leave the baby octopus on the table tonight. (laughs) I mean, I just see it when I go out with people and the way they order and I always think, gosh, I think of the caterers like, how do they get all that down for all the different requests nowadays because all my nieces are... Uh, at least, if not vegetarian, vegan. Mm. Oh, and it is. I love you, brides, but gosh, do I hate vegans. Um, it just gets it's it's uh, interesting, but they're getting it all down, and they're teaching me um, so that when I'm around them, I can uh, either help or, you know, when they come over or something, it's it's easier for me. But it's it's much more. Um, available now you right. know and a consideration that's, that's that's yeah and it amazes to me that it is a it consideration is. it's just so funny but uh cashew butter is a fabulous thing and you know you can accommodate it pretty much and it, it that is something i this job the needs the requests the changes have kept pushing me making me smarter I, you know we don't sit back and relax too often um because you know if we're not doing it we're reading and thinking about how to figure out to do it better on a larger scale too oh. yeah because it's when you're doing a wedding and you have x amount of vegetarians and or vegans or at least minimum vegetarian and x amount of 
um, gluten-free and but can eat meat. I mean, there's a lot of combinations. And it can really work in your favor having lots of vegetarian guests. So if you come into me and you end up saying, mm, 40% of my friends are vegetarians, I'll say, okay, that's going to cut your budget price down. That's great news. <laughs> we can uh, find some fantastic dishes that will set you back on a one. What is one of the more expensive, like, is it salmon? What is the, I don't even Shellfish know is really at the top. Okay. Um, seafood. Um, is that because of where we're located or is that just? No, it ha- it's, it's, I think it's a scarcity thing and the amount of work that it is. I mean, scalloping is really hard work. Okay. So, um, so it really wouldn't matter because I hear sometimes like, oh, Karen, it's the, uh, you know, seasonal flowers, but sometimes, you know. Um, it doesn't make a difference because it's a local grower. It's still has yeah. American farms now. Yeah, and American, we certainly, we pay, you know, yeah, we pay more for it. American yeah. labor than we do for Chilean labor or something like that, unfortunately. And I'm happy to have people farm here, but the people who are running the small artisanal farms are people who want to do it out of love but they also want to make a living doing it and you're not going to get walmart prices on locally raised artisanal food right so again there both is. have okay. their place but knowing what is most important to and you you're not uh, a walmart food no but if you tell me that you are on a super tight budget and you are flexible I'll give you a few suggestions how to get there. And so I'll say, okay, let's make it so you don't need any dessert plates or hors d'oeuvre plates. And let's, you know, tighten up the rental equipment as much as we can. maybe somewhere else, but your cakes are so scrumptious because your name is Hot Cake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's been, that's that's had some downsides occasionally. But I like... um, the strawberries and cream cake is my favorite. The strawberries and cream cake is a lot of people's favorites. And I think... Why is that? Why is that? Because the ingredients are very simple, but it tastes like more than the sum of its parts. I don't know why it does that, but I think each thing simple and good. Um, Strawberries, simple, pretty much everybody likes them, sort of like daisies. What would you mix up daisies with to uh, have this sort of basic flower, but give it... um, you know, here's the little bit of sparkle that I'm sprinkling in with it. Exactly. Uh, you know, I had a, a little bride that was so sweet, and she uh, showed up once um, with a bag of fake flowers for a consultation. And it ended up that she was a teacher paying for it for herself. And she said, I know I can't, you know, really afford you, but I love your work. And like what you were talking about a minute ago, I did sit with her and try to figure out, I said, if you'll turn over a little more control... I can get you with it's in that bag if you'll take it back and use that money towards me. Huh. Um, and we did a great job. It was, I wish I could share the picture. Maybe we'll have a link to it. Um, and we'll have a link of everything that we're talking about today uh, to Barracks Road and to Lisa's place in Barracks Road. But, um, you know, she was in here with the right um, approach and thinking about hiring a vendor, which was, you know, I'm not sure what I'm getting into, but I'm open to listening to it. But you you were able to be creative for her, mm-hmm. partly because it is your business and, you know, it's not a corporate entity where, you know, the person who you're talking to is six levels down from the decision making right. and you're smart and 
you care enough about the individuals in the business to try and do that for Can't them. Can't do it all the time. Sometimes it's just not right because it depends how much they want to hold on to that sure. place that's over there, and they want to, they have a certain budget or something. But in this case, it was you turn over and let me pick the flowers. I can get that look in those colors. We'll do this for you, and X amount of what we'll do, and then let me give you some suggestions about ways to cover your tables without flowers necessarily, but still be interesting and get, you know, and repurpose your bouquets and there are certain things to do that you will have. So I think um, a benefit to a lot of people is back again to how you got to where you are through a sideways channel, but doing something that you truly love, but you, you have the creative background, you have the power and you have the sensitivity to use all of that to produce something really personal for someone. Um, think about a lot of things that um, someone who's just hired to do the flowers because it's flowers would not think about how to make the whole package the whole day really come together in a positive way. Well, because that's right back at you, Lisa. That's why, <laughs> why we <laughs> that's what we do what we do and that's why we recognize it takes one to know no one. But also I wanted to say this is an important thing that's coming around now. It's, you know, it's great to send an email, but a flat what can you do this for? I yeah. want six of this, yeah. five of that, two of this, one of that, and give me a price. It's kind of like ordering uh, maybe a car online or building a car online when you get to put all that stuff on it. and then. But it's not the way it works. It's like she came in and we can't all get together. We're all over the world. But there's some reason that you can talk to somebody over the phone and I, I, or give a little bit more in the email and fill out. We have a questionnaire. At least start the things going. So these are things that, you know, just hitting us with a one line of how much does this cost it's almost impossible. It is answer. almost impossible because you are not, you are buying a one of. Your wedding is your wedding. And the, before we know you, before we know all the important things, there isn't an absolute answer to that. And if you get the answer you like from somebody, it might suit you right now, but I wouldn't be surprised six months, nine months, 18 months down the road, it may have morphed into something else. Because, you know, the, the truth and the reality and the wishes and the needs. Come out, exactly. exactly. So yeah. if you are given a flat rate right out the gate, it's you got to do a little work. Exactly. Don't don't take it at face value. Coming in, talk, and scratch the surface a little bit more. Dig in the dirt a little bit. Ah, dig in the dirt. Um, Vegetables and, we'll and flowers come out of the dirt. Exactly. And, and dirt starts with manure. <laughs> and you just scratch a little bit and you'll, you'll see that all of the layers that go into make it look like I like to say the triple sow cow on the ice that's really effortless which behind is all of these crazy there's a lot of sweat in that exactly there's a lot back there but we love sweating on this for you and we will sweat for you we we're all it's like all that jazz that movie when he goes it's showtime folks oh yeah I always say to the girls, the weekends are our showtime. It's Broadway, baby. And this ain't no dress rehearsal. (laughs) (laughs) It's time to go. And we have days, weeks, months of preparation before leading up to this day. And so all these little talks that we have with our brides, you know, it's, it's important that, you know, you get beyond that first email and just say, what is it? Yeah. Because 
you might get told one thing and it's like you said, six months down the later, you'll end up back of what we, what we were trying to tell you. Exactly. Put in a little bit of legwork, talk to them on the phone, come up with an idea of what you, all your Pinterest, all your pages of interest, get them on over to the person that you want to talk to, whether, you know, it's me or Lisa or whomever out there in the world. But we'll build this thing. But we'll build it. And it doesn't have to, it can be maybe a really beautiful home in Old Trail where you pick your cabinet color and it might be cherry, mahogany, and birch. Or you may want to say, I want to build a log cabin on the side of this mountain and I want all my hand-hewn beams hand-hewn by the guy down the street. And guess what? We can do that too. <laughs> we can go there with you. <laughs> it really depends what you're trying to create. Um, and uh, that reminds me of a really one of my favorite movies is Life as a House with Kevin Klein in it. It's a great movie. I don't know if and I've seen that. And that brings me around to yeah. what I close uh, our podcast with. Yeah, a prayer. No. <laughs> Sorry, it's not a prayer. Um, but I ask our guest, what is your favorite romantic or love movie and why? Oh, um, I think this... Oh, there's going to be two. Okay. Um, I'll let you. Either one. Um, it's Fish and... Moonstruck. Okay. Um, That's there, there is Moonstruck. There's not an... I mean, every line in that movie is so good. Um, I've watched that movie a ton. I guess the other one would be The Princess Bride. That's our second one of that one, too, isn't it? Well, they're they're both great movies, so I'm glad other people share them. I mean, dialogue in both of them is really, really good. So many repeatable lines in it. Um, But, you know, not the typical love story. He lives here. Or he comes here. Who? The guy that's like, uh, that's... Unbelievable. Oh, Wally Wally well, Sean? Yeah. Somebody told me they'd met his son here here. So maybe that maybe that's true. I've, I've had a conversation a couple of With months. Wally Sean? Yeah. Did you see him in Howard's Tweeter? Uh CNA restaurant. Oh cool. Twice. Everything happens at the CNO. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta give a shout out to the CNO. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. It's uh he I was actually I liked his um his his partner. I won't say wife because I don't know all of the background um she's a lovely lady and incredibly brilliant and a great writer and um he was having dinner with her and i was waiting for a uh, gentleman who was late um quite late for me and he could not believe that i would be sitting there by myself waiting on my date that long and so as we were chit-chatting across from my place to, to his table. So that's how that, you know, we got to talking. And then when he left, my par- the person that I was meeting was there. And he pointed a finger at him. And, and there's a line in Princess Bride, don't be late. <sighs> there's a line. And, 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 and so he used a line. Wally Sean chided your date. That's so great. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, was that the guy who <laughs> just told me to? And I'm like. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, and I saw him again, and, and you know, we said hi. So, what's your answer to that question, Karen? Favorite romantic film? Love. Actually, no, just love, and I love love. Actually, I don't know That's the movie Love. Too. It's Italian. Ah, Tilda Swinton. Ah, cool. Set in Milan, visually 
food. Oh my god, the food you just want to. It's like screaming to you from the screen. Eat me. Um, it's really good, and it's beautiful clothing. And like every every shot, you know, there's a little like uh, red like scarf that might be around her neck, and then there'd be a like a red balloon, mm. and then a red logo on the truck that goes by three points of red the design and the cinematography the three points five points your eye where it's going to go the layering uh, it is the bomb i mean it is so beautiful i'll go looking for it you need to watch it now that i'm netflix Netflix correct it's about falling in love with a chef Hmm. and she leaves her really wealthy husband to run off and be with somebody who smells like garlic when he comes home from work food to table kind of out there doing it you know the passion that comes with it great movie you know very Italian very dramatic very dramatic but I love it you know we got a lot of that stuff um so the other question I have is that we close with is what is the latest thing that you've seen that's a uh, love action that you admire that you're that's that touched you or a love emotion that touched you and how do you want to spread the love Tomorrow. Uh, my jaw my jaw is hanging without an answer. I'm sorry. No, that's um, okay. Huh, I might have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> I don't have to we can out of it. What is you, you know, like what have you seen lately that touched you? Of one person giving to another person? Could be an active celebrity, could be active. Well, this is a hard one and this comes back to one of the places. I um delivered a meal a couple of nights ago. And I, somebody else had taken the order, but I delivered it. And I was t- taking food to the home of a doctor, and I recognized his name when I saw him. I'd made a wedding cake for him and his wife in the early days. They were one of my early, early wedding cakes. And the reason for the food delivery was that she had died, and his employees were sending him food. Um, it made me really happy that it was me who was taking the food to his home um, because he recognized me and we had a nice conversation. Um, so that's not exactly where you were going, but with your question. Um, but he was happy to receive the food and he was happy to talk about um, his wife and his their you, wedding you cake. Yeah. And he remembered the story that uh, the coordinator called me and suggested a time for me to bring the cake which was about three hours prior to the start of the wedding ceremony, let alone the reception. And I said, no, that's not such a good decision. Let me bring it this time instead. The cake will be happier. Your guests will be happier and the day will be better. And he remembered that story and he was still laughing about it. That's hysterical. So, yeah, so there you have it. That's a love story. That's a love touch of love in the community of where it comes full circle of how long you've been here from her beginning of getting, you know, starting off her life with her partner and then... <clears throat> yeah, exiting. You were there at the end. So. Hmm. And there you have it. Okay. That closes our interview with Lisa McEwen. How, how do you feel about what we achieved? Good. But I have to close it, don't I? Mm-hmm. What should I say? And that ends our interview with Lisa McEwen. Anything of any names we've mentioned uh, will be linked to uh, our uh, social media and and show notes. And Karen, thanks for having me. 
Um, I think I love the way you're trailblazing here, trying to think outside the box, which I know you've been, that, that is a big important thing to you. And I appreciate you uh, letting me be one of your friends here at the table. Thanks for having tea. <laughs> I love tea. Thank you so much for tuning into The Wedding Fox, brought to you by Karen and her talented team at Foxtail Cottage Floral in Crozet, Virginia. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or at foxtailcottage.com. Tune in next time as Karen continues to unpack the business of love.